Next, I'd like to introduce. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. He's going to get a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. This brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, medium, old. On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Trying to come with something new and fresh. Yeah, baby. Sounds very different. How was your weekend, Josh and Josh? Oh, spectacular, Mr. DB. Thank you for asking. How about yours? You know, I, I made the critical error of forgetting my age, and I uh, I have a couple of kids in the neighborhood that come by and work on the house. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get prepared on this big property for the winter, which is up in Cleveland, New York, is can be uh, pretty uh, devastating sometimes when yeah. the snow hits. So, you know, I'm, I'm moving wood and getting the driveway ready and the plow hooked up and yada, yada, yada. So... Uh, one of the kids says, hey, man, uh, your wife says you hoop. And I said, yeah, I play some basketball. <laughs> so I, I take a, a, a six-foot-five, 15-year-old yeah. Yeah. and a 14-year-old sharpshooter uh, down to the Baldwinsville Y, and I got to tell you something. Mm. The, 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 the opportune question was why? why. Why did I do such a thing? That's the why I go to. We should uh, ball up together. Do you ball? I will. I can throw. I'll have a heart attack if I move too fast, but I love to. I love it. Wow, I did yeah, not know this. I live above the rim. Discovered. <laughs> I live above the rim, Daniel What do you got for me? Well, listen, we got a lot to get to today. Obviously, the Daniel Baldwin Show brought to you by Liverpool Pool and Spa. You can get involved on the text line at 288-0644, 288-0644 on Twitter at ESPN Syracuse. We'll talk Cuse hoops. We will talk the end of the Cuse football season. We'll talk some Babers things. But uh, I believe that you had a couple of things you wanted to come out the gate with first well, and foremost. Well, I, I do. I, you know, we left our show on Friday with uh, the Pauly debacle. Sure, right. right the Pauly texting debacle. And, and I want to I put this here. First of all, we did establish a few things that were very, very important to know. Pauly is the mole. Mm-hmm. We know now Pauly's the mole, for sure. And let me reframe okay. it a little bit for those who maybe didn't hear Please last do. week's show. Please do. A, uh, an unnamed person, uh, a female, started messaging you on, D- uh, on uh, Facebook, calling you all kinds of names. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying names. It was, it was shattering. And uh, news came out that they were friends. That woman was friends with Larry and well, I Polly. looked. I looked up why is this person messaging me because mm-hmm. I don't recognize this person. Sure. And so I, 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 I went on and to look to see who were your common friends. <laughs> and the common friends were Larry <laughs> and Polly. Yeah. So now I know. The Larry had nothing to do with this. No. He's Clark Kent. Producer Larry had barely even leaves the house. No, no, no. He's he Clark Kent. Yeah, exactly. Meek, mild-mannered mm-hmm. reporter. Delhi Metropolis. Sure, people. right. Uh, but, but of course, Paulie, he's the mole. He's so the, he, so this person, mole, obviously, yeah. that was that was messaging me, received information that, you know, he went outside, what is it, the, the circle of trust, as uh, Robert guess, yes, would say? yes. So went outside the circle of trust. So now the question now becomes in seeing Paulie today, and Paulie did not feel well today. He had a migraine. He looked like he had a rough weekend. Wah. I mean, yeah, he was wham. Yeah, yeah. So he's not coming on today. But the, so, so in all fairness, what I think we need to do here is 
Do we want to squash this story and let it go now, which is, of course, where Paulie's leaning? Okay. Yeah, of course. Larry he wants it. Yeah, Larry even agreeing. Yes, let it go. Do the people demand and they do they deserve to hear these text messages read on air? Mm. I mean, I think this is better than the OJ trial. I have read the messages. Yeah, I've recovered them now. He recovered them. I've read them. Larry has also read them. They are fiery. They are fiery, aren't they? Are fiery. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna slow the train down right mm-hmm. now, and we're gonna say, you let us know. Do we bring the trial of Paulie the Mole on air? Bring him in and make him. Make him address these accusations. And he feels like he already had his beating, but now we've seen the text. No, no, no. That was when we couldn't recover them. This, sure. this is, this. you know what I mean? This is a little bit different. Sure. You know, when, we can, when you can't find the, the murder weapon, yeah. it's a completely different trial. Right. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. You must acquit, right. You know, now I got the glove. Yeah. And I got the hand to put it in. Right. So, I'm so just, you're putting it in the audience's hands. I'm going to put one. it in the audience's hand. Text us, email us, let us know. 288-0644-315. 288-0644. Do we let this uh, whole debacle go? Or do we continue the discussion and read you the texts, read you the messages that were sent to Mr. Baldwin here on the air? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, say, I say we bring it all out. That, and if it was left up to me, I would bring it all out. Hey, Josh, yeah. crazy crazy weekend for the Syracuse football team. It was really it's the it's the end of the season. I mean, they're 4 and 7 now. They got They're going to be 4 and 7 tomorrow, tomorrow too, and the, the day after and they were handed a beat down by uh, Boston College on Saturday and uh, you're still hanging on to this this uh Babers well, well well first first of all, you did not get cuz I checked with you before we came on. You did not get get a chance to listen to the post game interview with Babers, and, that, and I'll tell no, you what that would this, be show prep, and I don't do that. Th- this would, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Larry, stop nodding your head. You're better off reading it right off the yeah, screen. Thank aren't you, you, please. Yes, yeah. I'm very busy. So, so I mean, he did the ultimate Houdini thing, you know. And, and when I call it Houdini, remember what I'm referring to. Harry Houdini never escaped from any chest underwater in a straitjacket. He got you to look just for a millisecond somewhere else mm-hmm. while he slipped that key in his hand or yeah. did whatever he had to do. So it, it's a matter of distraction. And so the the post interview was amazing, I thought. So what else is Babers going to say except for some of the things he did? You know, the seniors that started this for us, they will always be part of the foundation of what we are building right now, blah, 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 blah. I had them run this kind of victory lap, which will now be a tradition for Syracuse University football players because of the stigma that could potentially be involved. And he went on to talk about, you know, if you're a basketball player, you join an intramural league if you're not going to go past college. If you're a soccer player, if you're a baseball player, you play softball. What does a a contact tackle football player do if he's not going to go pro at the end of his college career? This is really the end for him of playing competitive football. So I, I take that point. But he goes on to say, wait till next year. And then a reporter says to him, Coach, what would your expectation be next year in as far as wins and losses are concerned? And he immediately, before the guy even got the last syllable out, says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. We're, we're developing young men here. You know, so he's, he's making the, the yardstick about you know, character and, and a lot of these things that coaches say, um, you know, which, which, don't get me wrong, I believe that those are important things. But... This is why I'll go back to what I said earlier, which is if he doesn't take the opportunity from beating Clemson, now, you know, multiple losses in a row, he's in a program that has not gone to a bowl game again 
uh, when they came out the gate, and 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 he had his now famous talk about expectations were unrealistic from the media, and he pointed at the media, which which Axe was you know uh, pretty adamant about, uh, and, and rightfully so for Axe. You know, I mean, he, he did deliberately point at the media, saying that their expectation. Well, listen, you just beat the number two team in the country, the former number one who kicked your ass, you know, the, the year before. So, I you know I I can I can say. That I think everybody looked at that win and said, "Wow, here comes Syracuse's program." Not that they were going to win nine, ten games, but that they were going to win six. You know, so I don't think that the disappointment is in the fact, even that he didn't make a bowl game. For me, what the disappointment is the fashion in which we lost mm-hmm. most of these games. I mean, we got shelled. We got shelled. It showed you how much we depend on Eric Dungy. I mean, once you lose Dungy, it was a slippery slope. Well, uh, okay, so let's take a look at that statement. If Dungy's in at 100% in the games that we lost, um, besides uh, which he was in the Miami game, which I think where he first initially got hurt, tell you the truth. He looked like in the second half he got banged up in that game. But is that going to stop you when you're averaging giving up 62 points a game? You know, I mean, what, what was he going to do about that? Score 63? Right. You know, so so the problems lie far greater than just Dungy's in, you know, inability to play or inability to play at 100%. Um, I think the fact that if they were um, fighting to get in a bowl and they'd won five, he might have played in that last game. He might have. But it wasn't worth the risk because it wasn't going to matter. It would have just been a fifth win had he played in the last game against PC. Um, but... More importantly now is is how I position this one. If when I said if I was his agent, Baber's agent, I would be taking an offensive coordinator job at another place if the if the heat still was there mm-hmm. from the from the Clemson victory, um, because now he's put himself in a position. I believe that in order for him to be successful, a minimum of a bowl appearance next season, and their schedule next year. It is no easy schedule. So you're not saying there's a head coach job waiting for him somewhere else? Well, I don't know because of how many they lost. I mean, again, you, you, a great thing was brought up by Matt Park, and that was this. If you're the team that's going to hire Dino Babers, you have to sell to your, uh, your alumni association, your athletic department, your athletic director, why you want a four and seven coach to be the guy that's going to take your program somewhere else. Uh-huh. Now, I will say in defense of that athletic director that's trying to sell that, he runs a fast run-and-shoot type of offense, a West Coast offense. If that you're in favor of that type of a system, you know, Florida, Florida State, those types of programs that like to get out there fast, don't necessarily want to huddle it, you know, and, and they, want to, they want to be prolific and quick in their, and, and decisive in their attack. So, you know, and then there's more of the, the Notre Dame type offenses that like to run the ball down your throat, Army, you know, those, those places aren't going to hire Dino Babers. But the question is, was the heat from beating Clemson going to be enough to get him an offer? I don't know that he's going to get offered a major program. Um, could he get offered something that's that's better in the coaching world than, say, Syracuse? Probably, probably. You're could. saying he would take a head, uh, he would give up a head coach job, head coaching job, just to go to an offensive coordinator job. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if he was offered an offensive coordinating job uh, or an assistant coach in the NFL. Or, or, or an offensive coordinator job at a bigger program, I would say if I was his agent, I would take a pay cut to go do that. Only because of where he's where the position that he's in now at Syracuse. Remember, he knows who he's going to play next year, 
And he can get an idea of how good they're going to be next year based on how many kids are going to graduate, their record before, and the schedule that they have. You can do some analysis of that and get an idea of when you run into uh, Florida next year or you run into whatever team you're going to play, how were they last year? How many guys are back? Are they going to be as prolific and dangerous? And, you know, some of them you can go, oh, no, you don't want to play them. So there's about six of those teams that they're playing next year. So you can look at six of those games and say, we're going to be very fortunate to be in that game based on how we played last year and and what guys are going to be back on the team. Now, I know he's building, and I know you know you, you want to see the promise mm-hmm. and you want to believe and everything else. But from a success standpoint for him, he has to go to a bowl game next year. If he wins five games next year, that's not going to be enough. And that's what I was going to ask you. As as a uh, a man who gambles, he's kind of gambling on next year's team in the fact that these weren't even really his kids that he was playing with this year. Well, he's two years here, so he's got two years worth of his kids here. Yeah, right? well, yeah, kind of one. I mean, kind of one year. He was here for the first year. Not None of those first-year kids are going to be his. So he's got a year of maybe his, and they're all really young. They're all really small. So it's looking down the road. Does he gamble on his recruits for who's coming in next year, and hopefully Dungy's last year? is a big one, or does he, like you say, leave, take an opportunity somewhere else? I think he stays. A, because I don't know if anyone's offering him anything, not that we would be privy to that information, but B, I think that he's got a chance to, to do something here. Well, listen. Does he want to end up in Syracuse for the rest of his life? I Probably not. No, uh, well, listen, his his track record, again, I can only go by what I've seen. His track record right. is two years in Illinois, two years at, in, Bowling, at, Green. at Bowling Green, in the MAC, uh, and then he steps up into an a, to an ACC team. Obviously, unless he builds something that they win eight or nine next year, it looks like they're, they're going to make a run, but he loses Dungy after next year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know what he plans on doing after that because he's a big part of the offense. But let's take a look at... Uh, uh, what do we got for our schedule for next year? Just so we can be really accurate in in in, in our statement. So Syracuse plays, and you're going to pull. We have West Western Michigan. That's a Mid American Conference team, uh, and then and, and so that's not going to be easy. Then we have Wagner, who we should crush. Connecticut, they've built a little bit of problem. Then we're at Notre Dame, Florida State, Louisville, North Carolina, NC State, Boston College, Clemson, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest. You know, I mean, when you look at that, Western is is uh, is tougher than Middle Tennessee, I think. So we we definitely beat Wagner. We should beat Connecticut, Notre Dame. You know, you think you're going to beat Notre Dame, Florida State, Louisville, Carolina, Carolina? I mean, they could be two two wins next year. You know, what I mean, I mean, it, it, this could be a very, very, very long season next mm. year. It really could. Well, we will come back. We'll take a break. Get your texts in 315-288-0644-288-0644. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. Every Thursday, Coach Bayheim talks orange basketball with Brent Axe. Brought to you by Skinny Atlas Jewelers. On the pulse of the orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Sunday, the Giants head west to battle the Oakland Raiders. Three game at 325. Big Blue plays here. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Benow. And we're back. Josh, I forgot to mention something else that happened this weekend. Oh. Devastating. I'm I'm, I'm still... uh... I'm still healing from it. Uh, yeah. So I have my date night, and uh, Robin and I are going to hook up with the great one, the great Ed Levine. Oh, that's right, and yeah. His, and his lovely wife, and we're going to go. So I've 
I got tickets for the game, took her to the football game. That was a wash. Uh, and I booked us in uh, the Hotel Syracuse, oh, okay. lovely suite. Very nice. Spent the three and change to get to, wow. to get the suite, the nice big one. And uh, I'm going to hook up with the great one and his wife and go to the uh, wine and chocolate festival. Yep. It was a great uh, event. I went myself. And, and so I'm, I'm, did you go? I did. Saturday night, the second session. See, that's when, that's when we were going. See? So, so I, uh, I get to the booth. I go up to uh, uh, the great one's booth. And, uh, and he's not there. And so I text, hey, uh, are you coming to the game? You, you know what? And he says, no, I'm sick. Oh. So I say, no, I have no way to get to. I don't even know where this chocolate fest thing is. And my wife is, you know, she's definitely ready to go. Mm. She's, she wants the vino. She wants the sugar. Sure. And I'm hoping it all pays off. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's all going to pay off. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I made the investment. Yeah. Uh, great one says, no, I'm not coming. And uh, I said, okay, well, uh, I didn't know what to say. I mean, do I, do I, well, well, can you leave my name somewhere? Right. Yeah, I don't even well, know where it is. Where's my ticket to? You know, so right. I, I don't know what to say to the mm-hmm. wife. You know, I don't know what to say. I don't know how I have to cover this. I go, you know, so I turned it into this. I said, you know, why don't we just do a nice quiet dinner? Oh, yeah. And just, just Very you know, nice. You know, we could go for the one, but we could do the nice quiet dinner. Then I find out through some, some associates of mine, the great one, he was, he was, he was on Air Force One. He Ooh, went out. Wow. And I, and he's going to probably claim that he was trying to do some high hal- high altitude cold healing. Mm, sure, right. He was playing golf with Trump. Oh, I believe it. He was. Ed Levine was playing golf with Trump. He's always highfalutin. He he blew me off. Mm-hmm. No no ifs ands or buts about it. Just left me hanging, dangling wow. in the wind. But I but but I scrambled. I scrambled. You I recovered. recovered. <laughs> I recovered. I got us out to the nice dinner, and I kept Miss Robin very very happy. Mm. So it turned out to be good. But I was totally blown off by the great one. Well, listen. He's a busy man. He is. He's big. He's, he's got big. a lot Listen, going on. I, I, and in defense of him, I would have blown him off to play to play golf with Trump myself. Nine so. holes, eighteen holes, whatever you can get. You know what you got? <laughs> whatever you can get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's going on in college football? What, what has happened here? I'm I'm looking at uh, um, the circus that went on this weekend, uh, and 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 who goes in? Who doesn't go in? Number one, Alabama goes down to Auburn and slips from number one to number five. In the new rankings. Now, this should not come as a surprise to anyone listening to the show or in this room because in the final game of the season, Alabama will lose the national title against Auburn. They will they will lose their first game on the road in Auburn, last game of the season. Alabama does not go undefeated and does not win the national title because they're going to lose in Auburn. Wow! Do you remember the great one predicting that to you, ladies and gentlemen? That is a Nostradaniel of the ages! Yes, it was of the ages. Many said it wouldn't happen. Many said that the Iron Bowl would not be won. There was much doubt around that Nostradamus. There were there were people that were doubting the Great One. They were. They absolutely were. They were. They absolutely were proven wrong. Now, now that you know that when I say things, planets shake when I tell you what's going to happen. We have a clip coming up after the break Mm -hmm. that is uh, earth shattering. Yeah, and is a segue into something that I personally. I'm very intrigued by. Very intrigued. I am very intrigued yeah, by this. We will get to that moment. Okay, so, so, so tell me this. The new rankings have it. Clemson, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Auburn, Bama 5, Georgia 6, Miami, Florida 7, Ohio State 8, Penn State 9, and TCU is 10. I'd like to understand something better. Wisconsin is 12-0, and 0, but they're ranked number 3. 
Oklahoma is 11-1 and one at number two. And Clemson, that lost the number 78 Syracuse at the time that was their national ranking, is now the number one team in the nation again. So there's a couple of things that, that, that are intriguing being on ESPN Syracuse. And that is, if Clemson goes on to win the national title, what a great tool that is recruiting-wise for Dino Babers and his people. If they win the title and the one blemish they had on was against Syracuse, again, that catapults the program because, remember, you're going into a kid's living room, and the kid's looking at your 4-7 and seven program wondering if he's going to go to Penn State, whether he's going to go out to Wisconsin or travel somewhere else, and you go, yeah, by the way, we beat them. Yeah. We, we, we beat that team. So, But I don't understand Wisconsin being number three, undefeated. And just a little shout-out to UCF at 11-0 and 0 and number 12. Poor UCF. I mean, strength of schedule obviously plays into this configuration, so I understand that I'm an idiot. Well, not an idiot all the time. <laughs> but, but, but I got, I got to look at that Clemson, that Clemson lost to Syracuse and say they're number one in the nation over Wisconsin. I, I, I don't know. I'm not buying it. Thoughts? I, uh, listen, I think that the Clemson win, like I said, probably a little flukish. It's, we had a good day. We had a great day in the Dome. We had a great day. We had a great day. All the stars aligned. We beat Clemson. I don't know if it's... I don't know if there's anything for us to hang our hats on or for them. I mean, they should be a little embarrassed by that. Yes, sure. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, pointing out that they should be embarrassed by it. I'm just saying, how does that garner you a number one ranking over an undefeated Wisconsin team? The last I looked at, if you haven't lost a game... And you're a national power. I mean, these guys have beaten some big teams, Wisconsin. Comparative, if you were to take the teams that Wisconsin has beaten versus versus Clemson, mm-hmm. I think Wisconsin has a much more interesting resume. You know, they play, they play, let's see, Michigan, Michigan State, they played, did they play Penn State or Ohio State? They, they played Ohio State, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, undefe- those three teams alone. Yeah. Why aren't we number one? Does Nostra Daniel make a prediction for the whole kit and caboodle, or not yet? I don't think we've seen. I think uh, Alabama, um, Auburn has two losses, and they're ahead of Alabama only because they beat them head-to-head. But what's interesting to me about this is, play this tape forward now, if Clemson, Oklahoma, or so if Wisconsin loses once in the Big Ten final, if they lose... They're obviously going to fall out of grace. They're not going to be in the top four. Alabama slips back in. Could Alabama play Auburn for the national title and play them a second time in one season? Well, that would be a game. Wouldn't that be interesting? Mm-hmm. The plot thickens, my friend. Who do we see in the final game? You can text us right now. 315-288-0644. Other side of this, Philadelphia Eagles. Head coach has a great clip, and we've got to play it for you. We're going to play it for you after the break. Coming back, this is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. The home of the Giants. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back. And we have a we we, we have a, just a bombshell to reveal here. Right? Yeah, this this let's start with. And this. it's not the clip. The clip is the segue. The clip is the segue, Daniel. That is the correct. Is, these are startling things that have come to my attention. Mm-hmm. I did not know. I don't believe you knew this. This was news as of today. This yes. is dream. Win a dream date with Ox. Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. 
fantastic. This stuff. is you Larry. Can, are, you, he, are you are you interested? He's very excited about nothing. <laughs> Not excited about. He's obviously very no, excited. Clearly, about. this is the uh, Philadelphia head coach, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, hearing a well, play the clip, and I will tell you if you don't hear what the kid says, I'll tell you. Have we seen maybe a premature explosion? Or is there still more um, <laughs> <coughs> rephrase. <coughs> All right, uh, let's regroup here. Let's regroup. Um. <laughs> so that's. <laughs> Have you seen a premature explosion? Yes, is what the reporter asked about the Carson coach. Wentz's premature explosion. Right. So of course. The coach started laughing. He was uncomfortable with the sexual innuendo that was, you know, behind this statement. And of course, they all got a big yuck, yuck, yuck out of it. But that, my friend, was our was our thing that we were going to talk about, and that has changed until a bombshell was dropped on us. Bombshell here earlier this morning. Uh, Larry, uh, we won't spend much time talking. We can't talk to Larry, so we'll talk like he's in the room, but not really, Adam. We will. I had a coworker, Daniel, come in the office. Mm-hmm. And say to me, you know, Larry is wearing exceptionally tight pants today, mm-hmm. and he has quite the bulge. Now- no, that wasn't said. <laughs> no, that was not said. Now the women in the office have started talking about producer Larry's bulge, wow. and we've uh, yes, now it's it's a topic of discussion. Larry, let's give him a really Larry, big, a really big now. round of applause. Wow. Oh, the crowd is upset. The crowd is booing. The crowd, the crowd is, is booing. So, so now, as a now, as a man who has now been gifted this rumor, mm-hmm. what do you do with it? You know, I think you got to strike while the iron is hard. I think you do. Too. I think you do. <laughs> I think the, I, I, I'd be shellacking my pants on. Sure, next... exactly right. And I think that he needs to go. <laughs> he's, just, checking, he's checking his package. He's checking his package, and that's that's naturally what's going to happen. Larry, I think that's. Larry, can we get a comment on what you Larry, feel about this rumor going uh, on? Do you can you confirm or deny, Larry? Please. Next segment, please. Oh, oh. Larry, shunning us down. Just that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm just telling them all I know is that the ladies in the office were very interested. I see what he's doing right now. He's going to downplay. Yeah, he court. is. He is. He is the, the myth and the legend. I will go to your text then. A fish oh, called Larry. Wanda. <laughs> That's they have claimed. Now, you're claiming uh, here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa. By the way, yeah. I looked up Liverpool Pool and Spa. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for the invitation. I'm still waiting for- To have a public bath? Well, you know, or, or, or some type of event. I mean, who doesn't want a spa from the biggest, the best, the number one That's pool right. and spa distributor That's right. in the area? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I look at my old, broke down, you know, I still, it still maintains 104 degrees for me. Even in the winter, I'm out there. You got to you know, spot the house? I got to spot the oh, house. You do. Let me tell you something, man. You get in that, that cold winter and you bring mommy out there, Very there's nice something to be said. Though. I got to pull out every... St- I'm not like Larry. No. I don't have women in the office talking about me. You need all the help you can Larry get. Larry just has to put a tight pair of jeans on. He's done. He's done. No, you got to have... I got to work. The vino, work. the sugar. That's the, it. Exactly. I, you know, I got a name drop. We I gotta can't have, all be Larry. I have to play messages from my raspy voice brothers. I do everything. You have to have Alec FaceTime. I do. I do. I do. I pretend I'm having conversations with important people. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. My wife interested. But uh, uh, no, I got to tell you something, man. They have everything. So get over there. Get yourself updated. They got got everything over there. I even looked at other places to see. 
they're like uh, you know Sea World versus going into like you know uh, some little aquatic store that has a couple of fish in a tank. Mm-hmm. This place has it all. Has it all. Waiting for the invitation. Waiting for the invitation. Text line is saying, and of course you guys can get involved. Two eight eight zero six four four. What do we? Uh, they say as far as Babers leaving next, leaving now is what you're trying to uh, claim is possible. They'll have Devito next year after Dungey. Dino isn't going anywhere, especially if we are getting Tommy DeVito next year. Kid is a stud and will probably take Eric Dungey's spot. Wow. So, so they're saying so, that we got somebody on so the horizon. So Dungey comes back for a senior year and you don't see him as the starter. That's an interesting scenario. Not if, the, not if this guy's coming through. Not if this guy's coming mm, through. I think it's hard. To, it, so what do they do with his athleticism? Does he become a defensive back or a wide receiver? I mean, do you just let Dungey sit there? Can you do that? Can you do that to a guy who started as a, as a junior? Over a senior? If you got somebody really good. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, if you've got Johnny Manziel, you got to play Johnny Manziel. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if the guy's that good, you got to play him. Uh, you leave it on the field. So, I see that. But, uh, no, I don't see I don't see that happening. I don't see it. Because, you know what? Uh, look at Peterman. He's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He is a good quarterback. He carved SU up. So, I mean, he's, def- he's definitely a good quarterback. But he, the, the difference between making that jump and the speed that things come at you and how quickly you have to make a read and how decisive you have to be and how you have to throw a ball and play uh, at a college level versus even a very successful high school player, that takes repetition and time. Even on the practice field, you know, with guys on your own team coming at you at that speed, it's 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 completely different scenario. And on average, as you move up from high school to college, for every guy that's you know six three that you're throwing over, now there's five guys on the line that are six six that you're throwing over. So it changes the the radius of which you release the ball. At. Lots of things change. Lots of things change. So uh, I don't foresee a true freshman coming in uh, and starting over Dungey. I think Dungey's the quarterback for next year. For well, sure. let's stay on quarterback talk then and go to the NFL where Tyrod Taylor. Came out to win. Now I have something I got. This came to me late today mm-hmm. as I was taking a look at the show. So Buffalo wins sixteen to ten over the Kansas City Chiefs. The yep. Bills go to six and five. KC is also six to five, but they lost like five straight. So they came out really, really hot. Now let's take a look at the AFC East. The, the Patriots are nine and two. The Bills are poised right now at six and five. The Jets are four and seven. The Dolphins are four and seven. The Bills are on the inside track right now for a wild card spot. And they play the Patriots twice in the next four weeks. And they pay the, play the Dolphins twice in the last three weeks, which is very strange. They play them game uh, 14, then they play somebody else 15, then they play them again game 16. And I, I guarantee you an AFC wild card spot will be at stake when they play them both times. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. And so that's a big, big, big thing for – but. But what I was, what I'm alluding to is, was this just an amazingly brilliant move? Am I giving too much credit to Sean McDermott when I say he yanked Tyrod? Is did that fire? Did that put the fire in their belly? Was it? Did he really do this just to get them all fired up to, and get them poised to make a run right now? Because enter Tyrod again after the debacle, or was it just because Tyrod really did suck that bad against against? Uh, uh, the silver and black, the Raiders, when, mm-hmm. when he had that terrible game, and they had to pull him. Uh, but, but boy, it's intriguing to think: Did he know that by doing this, it would just fire everybody up? Because if they if they split with the Patriots, if they win at home and lose on the road, let's just say, let's say we could do that, they could easily win five games. They they, they could beat the Dolphins twice for sure. 
No doubt about it. They could beat the Dolphins twice, and if they could beat, they could win five more games. And uh, Sean McDermott saying four hours ago that Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor will start against the Patriots. Well, of course. So he's back in now. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's their starting quarterback. Yeah. You know, how could he ever pull him now unless he was hurt? So I'm just, you know, I'm looking at that, thinking to myself, "Wow, was that just a brilliant move to get him fired up?" Because you know, the veterans and the players that Taylor had a relationship with must have been ripping their hair out of their head after watching the. the well, they didn't want to play with Peterman. They, the, the guys who were who were used to playing with Taylor did not want to play with Peterman. Do you remember that great scene in the Longest Yard when they all the all the linemen just stopped blocking? The, and they, yes, <laughs> I do. Finally, you reference a movie I know. There you go, Larry. First one or second one? Uh, whatever. I think the first one, right? Well, who was the quarterback in the first one? What actor? L.L. Cool J? Oh, see, you're talking about the second one. You're not talking about the original one. Who's the, oh, who's the original one? Come on. A.S. Oh, how dare you, Larry? A.S. Uh, Adam Swanson. Close. <laughs> you got his first name. A- Adam Swanson. Yeah? 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 <laughs> I don't know. On the beach, you step on the... It's Adam Sandler, you idiot. Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay, but that's not the original. Larry. That goes to show your age. The original, <laughs> the original Mean Machine quarterback mm. was Burt Reynolds. Oh! And Burt comes back in the second one to play the coach mm-hmm. with Adam Sandler playing the quarterback. But oh. the first one was was by far better. Than, I like Adam. Favorite, what's your favorite sports movie of all time? Ooh, that's hard to say, man. But the Natural's right up there. Yeah, that's got to be it. The right? Natural's right up there. I mean, it's it's just it's it's an amazing film. Where do you stand on the Mighty Ducks? <laughs> I, I'll I'll take the Emilio bad. I'll take the bad. Estefans. I'll take the bad news bears over All right, the <laughs> I will, I'll go bad news bears. No we will doubt. Come back. Get ready to wrap another Daniel Baldwin show. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse or the Sandlot. <laughs> yes. The Orange women return to action Thursday in the Carrier Dome against Northwestern. Orange pregame, 645, tip, 7 o'clock. On the Pulse of the Orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A little delay in the action for Larry. Mm. He had to straighten himself out of it. <laughs> yeah. Must be tough to be in that tight little seat. Yeah, I know. So, uh, Hughes basketball tonight, ladies and gentlemen. They start ACC play against Maryland. Maryland is 6-1. and one. The one loss they had, a little suspect, they lose to St. Bonaventure, 63-61. to Now, I have some experience watching basketball up at St. Bonaventure, and it, it is a decent program. They yeah. can surprise you. But I got to say, if you're Maryland, you are expecting to beat St. Bonaventure. Syracuse still undefeated in basketball, but this will be absolutely their first test. And I got to say, you know, you want to come out of the gate hot. You 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 want you want to beat Maryland. You hope no. that they're settled into some kind of lineup at this point because you, well, it's going to get ugly. There there, there is a, a, already a question mark. Battle, who hurt his back on Wednesday during play, is a uh, game time decision, decision yeah. as to whether he's going to play. And I have to say, with him not in the lineup. If he if they choose not to play him because his back's too tight or whatever's going on with him, uh, it's uh, definitely not a full throttle Syracuse team. But with that said, those types of situations usually give another guy a chance to shine. You know, a guy like Bissett or mm-hmm. something like that who who can light it up. 
you, you have to look at touches, you know, as they say in basketball. How many touches does a guy get? In the old Michael Jordan years, you know, you knew when you gave the ball to Michael, he was going to shoot it 50% of the time to touch his hand, maybe more. And they, and they were incredibly dependent on his scoring and, and him being prolific on offense for sure. So, you know, if you're Scottie Pippen and you're satisfied with being Robin, but when Michael's out, suddenly Scottie's got a chance to be the Superman. You know, he's got mm-hmm. a chance. To, is there a guy that's going to step up if Battle does not play, uh, or even if he's not 100%? Uh, my money's on, look for a big game from Bissette today. Yeah, and I really think that uh, we've got to have something in check today because coming up this weekend is Kansas. Which is not an easy game. <laughs> I close my, my eyes. <laughs> Only for a moment, and then Larry's gone. The top 25 came out today, by the way, and uh, the, I know on the Matt Park show before us, they were joking about how we get to play, I think, three of these teams in the top 10. You've got Duke is number one, Arizona, Kansas ranked at number three, Villanova at number five, Florida, Kentucky, UNC, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we play a bunch of them. Do we, we only play, play three? We play three of those top five, yeah. Three of the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, play yeah, like yeah. six of the top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not an easy schedule. No, it's it never not. is. It's not. But that's why when you look at, you know, I was listening to uh, something that Matt said, uh, and, he, you know, you, you do definitely want to make sure you win the games that you can, mm-hmm. and then you hope to go steal some from teams that are probably on paper or better than you are, but you try to outplay them that one given night. Um, with that said, the whole the whole point of this is, do you have enough high-caliber wins? <clears throat> and when you look at losses, you can't lose to a team that's a dog. You, know, you can't. Like, that. Like for instance, if Maryland goes and then they look back and they say, well, early in the year, you lost to St. Bonaventure. Mm-hmm. Now, St. Bonaventure, if they get to the tournament, that's a huge accolade for that program to get to the NCAA tournament. How often have they really gone? Four times in their mm-hmm. whole existence. Maryland is a storied program, you know, all the way back to Lenny Bias years. You know, what a tragedy that was. Uh, you know, so they're no uh, um, um, stranger to playing in the NCAA tournament. But this is definitely a Maryland team on the road playing at Syracuse that is definitely attainable for Syracuse to go ahead and win this game. I think Syracuse, to make a statement and move themselves steadily up the rankings, has to win these games in anticipation that they're going to have some growing pains with a young team that uh, um, Coach Beheim has told us, you know, look, we're young, uh, we're building. Uh, I think that the presence of a big man is developing now. You know, we've got a couple of guys that are doing, you know, by by uh, um, sharing duties in the paint. Uh, but we're going to have to rebound against a big team. Uh, Kansas is going to come here with, with towers. I mean, those yeah, are, it's down in Florida. They're playing that game. Yeah, and that's and and and, and those guys are big. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they probably average six ten across the front. You know, they're yeah. big boys. So either you're going to shoot a really really high percentage against a team like Kansas. Or you're going to five guys crash the board to get that extra loose ball every five rebounds that tips off someone's hand. If there's a presence there and you have enough bodies that are savvy enough to go to the glass on offense and defense every time a ball is released, the difficult thing about doing that, though, is that you leave people wide open for three-pointers if you don't. So the ball that will come down from a, a rebound that's four or five feet away, he turns around and he just dishes it right out to the corner, and, and there's no one standing there if you're all going to crash. So it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you do crash the glass, you've got to come up with the ball. Yeah, You've got to come up with the ball, or a three-point team is going to get four or five of those three-pointers a half with wide-open looks because you all went to the, for the rebound. All this so, basketball talk makes me think that you and I should do like a weekly pre-show 
shoot around at the Y, you and me. You, you know, let's do it. I, I think we got to do better than that. I've, I've laid the groundwork for you. And of course, you come out today and tell mm. me that you're a member of the same Y. Yes. That you enjoy at least shooting, not, not I really do. playing, you know, full one on one or whatever, which we don't have to do. But where is us going down to shoot with McNamara? They don't want us anywhere near that. What we are t- troublemakers. You don't, you think if we call over there, don't you know the Trump card, man? I, I, I got it right on speed dial. <laughs> we'll call Julie Beheim. That's going to get us in there? We, are, you think if Julie think says I, Danny Baldwin <laughs> wants to come down and shoot? Oh, Larry. Oh, you watch him. I'll get Robin yeah. on the phone with Julie. Julie, we're going to bring Daniel down to shoot. You and I can talk. The two of them would be convincing the well, whole time. Well, maybe we should go to the Y and get our get good. Well, I'm you're ready. probably already good. I'm ready. I got to stretch out my Larry. hands. Stretch out my hands. Larry, you, Larry. You put that kickstand down you and we'll go play some hoops? You can't put Larry in gym shorts. It'll be offensive. <laughs> he's got to wear the new. He can't wear the old school. No, he's got to go past his knees. Yeah. <laughs> He can't wear the old shorts. Defensive. All right, we will hand it over to the great Brent X coming up next. You can always keep in touch with us on the text line, 288-0644. This has been the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. See you tomorrow.